Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, interviews, previews and reviews. I'm Luke, editor and runner of said website. I'm joined by uh, Bake Off bet winner Gary. Woohoo! And Bake Off loser winner Matt. Bake Off loser winner? Nobody's a loser on this podcast. everyone's a winner, Gary. I love how we bring in these you know, contemporary references to the music world. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I do have some some health warnings to get out of the way. Oh, uh, good. I'm glad you're doing today. this. Well, yeah, because um, I might sound my voice might sound a bit uh, different today. If you're wondering why, it's because Ebola? It's the dangers. Ebola? No, it's the oh. dangers of hot cheese. <laughs> I had a pizza yesterday, and I, I burnt my mouth hole. My mouth. Burn, is it like, like <laughs> I've done that? I've done that with cheese on toast. Is it the top Otherwise of your no, mouth? Yeah. The mouth. It's the top. Yeah, it's the top of my mouth hole. Yeah, but it's it, it's, it partic- really... it's a particular condition that I believe re- deserves particular. It's like man oh, flu. It deserves more attention than it gets from the medical community. That's what I'm saying. So, although we don't have you know claim to be any sort of medical professionals, we too suffer at the hands of hot cheese. <laughs> I'm a bit worried. Will I have lost some taste buds? Yeah, you, you can't never had any taste there. to begin with, so. Well, no, but I had, I, I had buds. I had buds. You've probably got a lack of buds now, to be honest. Oh no. You might have had I le- do, might have less buds than you had before. I do, I do feel a bit budless. I do. Was it the cheese, cheese that was made from the milk that the cow with the bucket from the other week? Oh, you! <laughs> look how he listens. This is somebody who spends his time listening to our podcast. Says you. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I never met the cow that made it. Well, my mum made it. But we don't can't call her a cow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> made the cow that put it in the oven. Let's say. Um... I'm confused. Can I put my hand up and say I'm confused? Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on the Custard TV podcast. We start with the news that uh, Showtime is going to uh, air a new nine-part special of uh, Twin Peaks. I think Gary should talk about this one because he's the Twin Peaks well, the, fan. You've kind of encapsulated it wonderfully, but there was a, a, a rather cryptic tweet sent out by both the show creator David Lynch and previous showrunner Mark Frost about ten days ago. Two names! Yeah, I know I'm thinking that. Two names. I'm marking that down on the document here. Could you? Yeah, okay. two names. Two names. It's because it's an area of the... Um, why have you just put two kisses instead of two names on the document? <laughs> it's two X's. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. I thought I'd I get ticks. 
Not X step anyway. I can't. My computer can't do check. So Gary, come on! Uh, they sent out a cryptic tweet about five ten days ago that said that gum you like is coming back into fashion, uh, and that's a cryptic clue for fans of the show that that's one of the one of the uh, the red room uh, words spoken in Twin Peaks. And uh, very very early this week, it was announced that uh, Showtime will be doing a nine part special. We've not got any news on casting or anything, or whether it's going to feature original cast members, whether it's going to be a renewed thing, but it is going to be written and run by David Lynch and Mark Frost. Um, I'm extremely excited. I, I, I hope they do something new rather than going back and looking at anything old. I really hope they do something new. Um, I'm really, really excited about this. That's, that's going to be the televisual event of 2015. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, returns to Channel 4 on the 24th of November. Gary again, probably happy. Yeah, st- still being shown on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's October, get... not November. But Sorry, my mistake. mistake. No, yes. Matt got it wrong. Oh, October. No, I think I put it in. No, you, Did you I say October. November? You said November. Okay. God. Well, I've yeah. said October about a million times now, so carry on, Gary. So that's, uh... In the autumn months, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. be returning. Again, so... <laughs> <laughs> Listeners who know that we have a document that we work on, Luke is giving us critique as we go along. Uh, Don't worry, he'll get his. Uh, Full cast has been confirmed for uh, Abby Morgan's crime drama River, which is on BBC One next year. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård will uh, star in the lead role with uh, Nicola Walker, Leslie Manville, Eddie Marzen, and the bloke out of Utopia. I can't remember his name. Actor? No, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, he is an actor. Mm. He's, not <laughs> an actor. He's also in the job lot. <laughs> we often predict the casting. Well, you two both correctly uh, predicted who would be in The Voice uh, last year or the start of this year. And I, rem- I was listening to an old podcast a while back where we spoke about the commissioning of River. And I said I could just imagine Trevor Eve shouting, uh, River! So that's River. not happening, apparently. So I think that's a cross for Luke. <laughs> Yeah, could you put Ross the loop? I can't be responsible for what I thought when I heard about the programme. Uh, iPlayer has introduced a 30-day catch-up uh, window, so more time for people to catch up with this series that they uh, might have missed in the seven days. Apparently this was sort of Happy Valley-inspired this to an extent because a lot of people were still requesting Is this what they Valley. mean by an archive? Because they did say a, a while back... There's going to be an archive I think so. on BBC. Well, an archive would be like really, really old shows, like you know, like yeah, with Channel Four. Well, that, that's Channel what Four OD yeah. do, don't they? They have their catch-up, yeah. but they also have an archive of older shows that's that come yeah. on. That's what I was hoping. And ITV I do like a rental thing, don't they? On there, it's where you yeah. can watch the yes. old shows, but you have to pay for them. <laughs> Ripper Street <laughs> is to return in November on Amazon Prime, and then uh, in the new year. The BBC are going to show it, but uh, Amazon are going to be showing sort of uncut episodes. So there's more content in the Amazon episodes. BBC won't be showing the Amazon And aren't they going to release them weekly on Amazon, I believe? Yes. And our favourite programme, if you missed our uh, podcast last week, you could hear our glowing reviews for Transparent. Uh, and the news was released today that it has been given a second series on Amazon Prime. Uh, happy, guys, with this? Well, only that uh, I won't no, be watching I mean, it, so I don't care. I, I won't be watching it, so it makes no difference to me at all. It just yeah. didn't appeal, and yeah. Okay. I will be asking ended... Amazon for a refund if if I end up watching it. If I am technically paying for um, Jeffrey Tumbar's uh, dresses, then I want to say what colour they are. 
You want to clothe the rest of the cast, I think, is the more pressing issue. Well, really, yeah. Uh, We should do a telethon to clothe the cast of Transparent. These young actors have no budget for clothing. And they often have to sit on each other to keep warm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Could they they not go and sit in the sex box? Oh, no. Um, Uh, Safe House, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, new drama, also got Patterson Joseph in it. This is about Eccleston playing a former detective who runs like a B&B and then is asked to turn it into a safe house for like a family who are in danger for their lives, as you do. That was like that episode of Four in a Bed that never aired. Uh, <laughs> Can I just say that <laughs> talking really... about Eccleston, he's brilliant at the moment in the US show The Leftovers. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to him coming back and working in the UK a bit more. Uh, the Trials Good. of Jimmy Rose is a new... Is it a crime drama, this one? I think no, I think it's a drama with crime elements. A drama with crime elements. Thing. It's just because it's got Ray Winston in it uh, and yeah. Amanda Redman, uh, who were yeah. together previously in the film Sexy Beast, and also yeah. uh, announced today a new six-part drama, The Forgotten, from the writer of Undeniable. I thought and, Gary had written that. And a mother's son. <laughs> oh, you're funny. <laughs> See, I'm surprised this is six parts, because that writer usually does, like, two-part dramas, doesn't he? Like, sort of yeah. thriller. Well, Mother's Son was two, two, wasn't it? Mother's Son, yeah. Undeniable. Um, it's finally yeah. learning how to write more words. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he's bought a dictionary. And then <laughs> Perhaps he's just putting all the old scripts together and changing the names. Because his dramas usually rely on sort of a f- sort of frantic plot with like a cliffhanger yeah. isn't it so i'm not quite sure how they're quite they're quite, they're quite good aren't they they're, they're sort of they're he, easily uh, forgettable yeah but they, the tension's I, there i <laughs> hence the forgotten um yeah <laughs> really sad Speak news for me is that uh channel four have cancelled uh utopia dennis kelly's yeah. sort of Really bold fantasy drama. I don't know if he. I think it's a shame yeah. because it's the boldest thing Channel Four or any broadcaster at the time is doing, mm. and it's a shame. Maybe that, with the exception Dennis of Kelly... In the Flesh. Yeah, but Dennis Kelly had plans for mm. for three and maybe he's, four. He's... Could, this could be another mm. industry. I was going to say that I, I I'm in the midst of writing an article where I, I'm I am going to say about uh, you know Netflix, Amazon Prime. This has got. I don't know if he's well, got one... as strong an audience as Ripper Street. In the Flesh is one that they're still holding mm. out on, and I don't think there's much hope of that being renewed yeah. at the moment. But Utopia, I, I just think, think was yeah. such a different program, and I think at, at the, where they scheduled it, this second series was just ridiculous. There wasn't a lot of hype for it, no. and I think that's if, that's if what ultimate, en- ultimately ended it for me. And I think. Um, Jay Hunt as well at Edinburgh, I remember her saying like that they gave Utopia a second go-around, but I got the impression from what she said that yeah, they weren't really going to get a third. As you say, I don't think they gave it a third. They might no. have given it a second go, but I don't think they got behind no. it in the way they should have. No, and I mean, the, the press release has said something about, you know, we're making way for a raft of new dramas, and this was the excuse they used when they cancelled Top Boy as well. It's like... You know, we're not we're not continuing this drama because we've got new dramas, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? It's not a no, way to run no. a channel, really. But I think because no. of its sort of fantasy nature, I think it could find an audience, you know, find an audience on a streaming website. I think, um, yeah. and it's definitely one that I'd like to see continue. Uh, moving on, uh, returning for one final series uh, is Kenneth Branagh's uh, Wallander, the Danish. Uh, Show remake, Gary. Gary yeah. Do you want to 
well, th- these have been um, sort of almost like film-like quality when shown on BBC. I'm really looking forward to being able to see them in high definition now, and uh, I, I really enjoyed them. They are very dark. They are very morose. Uh, it is the darkest thing that I know you like. I mean, yeah. It's even a bit too dark for me, and I wallow in these sort of things. I remember you telling me on an old, old podcast that you spent one weekend Definitely, watching yeah. every episode, and I'm like, that would be called a suicide weekend. No, I, I, it was, Cause it, it was probably not the world's greatest idea, but uh, <laughs> it, it was um, it was it was of its of its moment. But I also think there is, you know, it's superbly directed, um, and they are very good stories. They're normally done in two parters, so the fact that they're doing a three, I don't really know whether they're going to cover one they're, story or three different ones. They, they're still covering two. It's one one is one, oh. and then the other two are another one. If that right. makes sense. <laughs> that yes, was incredibly complicated. One is one and two are three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Matt's been to another screening. Way! <laughs> haven't done that one in a while. Uh, so, yeah, I went to very early yesterday uh, a hotel in Soho for the launch. Of... Or Tuesday, even. Or Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> That's even Tuesday. earlier. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On Tuesday, I went to very early in the morning. So early, I thought I it went was to Wednesday. The shop uh, <laughs> I went to finish. a hotel in Soho, where um, I, I went to see the first episode of the tenth series of The Apprentice. Oh, uh, was there uh, Sir Lord Alan Sugar was there alongside uh, <laughs> Nick? It covers all bases. Uh, it might not Nick be right, but it covers it. I'm not going to give him an X. Sir Lord, Sir Alan Lord Sugar. <laughs> That's what he's been called over the series. <laughs> Sir Alan Lord Sugar, Sir Lord. Nick Hewer, Karen Brady, they were all there, and we watched the first episode. Uh, the big change oh for this series is that there are twenty candidates. Good grief. Uh, um, so he will be doing random double firings over the twelve-week uh, period that it's on. Did you feel like you missed this? How do you mean? Well, it missed it, missed it. Being on, missed it up to. Yeah, yeah I think so because it's usually on in the in the spring, isn't it? And it, it's it, it's like you know the X Factor or something. Even though we're not big fans of it, we'd sort of think, "Where's it gone?" Or or like strictly. I wouldn't. Uh, but no, The Apprentice. Oh. I think as long as the casting's good, and I was saying this yeah. to our our friend Elliot, who was at the screening as well, um, that. As long as the casting's good, the Apprentice series is usually good. Because a couple of years ago, when they had the Ricky Martin and uh, yeah, there were two Tom series back and, to back that were a bit dull. Yeah, and last year was really, really. You know, they had Louisa yeah. last year. They had that Jason. They had a couple more as well um, that were sort of really big characters. And this year, they've certainly uh, increased that. So uh, Tuesday it starts at nine o'clock, and then Wednesday will be its regular slot, nine o'clock. A brief look at some of the reviews, a very quick look at the X Factor versus Strictly argument that's happening on both Saturday and Sunday nights over the weekend. Big news was that Luke didn't watch one of these X Factors this week. That is big news. It's the first one I've never big seen. Big news. In, I've, I've not, I saw the very first, I've seen every episode of the X Factor since it began back in 2004 when it was oh. just Simon, uh, Simon, Louis and Sharon all those years ago. Um, and I just felt a bit overloaded by it. I thought, like, you don't really need to know who Cheryl puts through because you'll find out next Saturday. Mm. And 
you know, I just thought no. you've seen enough. No. Of... It, once again, it was fairly obvious from the auditions who was going to go through. I think but I think most were, there were no real big there decisions. There were a couple were of there. surprises that I um, got just from who went through. I didn't think that Cheryl put through that girl who was on Britain's Got Talent before that Steph, and I'm really glad she did because I thought she had a good voice. But I I always know that. Um, you know why they keep Louis around? You always wonder. But then watching these judges' houses, he's excellent at the. You know, uh, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. Unfortunately, I'm sorry yeah. to say it's not bad You're news. You're gonna have it's to spend more news. time with us. You're gonna have to spend more time with me. You're through to my final tree. Guys, we loved your first audition. We absolutely loved that we found something different. And you're very nice. And I think the group is probably a little bit too nice. I'm looking for something with a little bit more edge. And I don't know if only the young have enough edge. That's been my biggest problem. But guys, I have made my decision. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, it's bad news. You're gonna to have to spend a lot more time with me! <laughs> You're through to live show. The hard work starts now. Very quickly about Strictly as well. The first of the people being voted out this week was Greg Wallace. He of uh, Master Chef frame. It's caused a little bit of a ripple in that he's dancer Aliona Villani. Do I get points for that? Oh my god! Oh my god! That for the last three years she's been put with the uh, older, shall we say, older, less able dancers after winning it a number of years ago with the guy out of. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Danny from Muckbusted. And, um... Oh, my God, isn't no, Muckbusted getting... He got all of that wrong. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. It was Harry Judd. It was Harry Judd oh, from right. Muckbusted. But I did right. say Muckbusted, so I didn't get something for that. <laughs> so, I, do we think that um, she has a point, or do we think that that's just well, they, a bit of sour grapes by going out and fire her last year, and they only bought her back because one of the other girls got injured. I was surprised she was in this year's lineup. if I'm honest. Why don't they like her? Because she's, I always think she's. She never seems like she's having fun. Always, well, would you if you were given Greg Wallace? I mean, you know, Johnny Ball, Tony Jacklin. Moving on to the superb Channel Four drama, Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody, which I think we should get some sort of naming rights for. Did you just say the superb TV drama? Because no, I said superb TV show. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 24 hours in police custody. He didn't say drama. He did Well, there's a lot of drama involved. Anyway, <laughs> this week was the second week and uh, we saw more action from the Luton police station. This one had much more of a dangerous feel to it. There was a lot of um, domestic abuse. There was a, a scorned wife and a, uh, a potentially abusive partner involved. And it was much more of the what you think the police end up doing a lot more rather it's than perhaps the more crime. Mundane, so, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was a bit more mundane. And... I still think it's a fascinating piece of documentary making, but if we're comparing one and two, this didn't grab me in the same way. Although, uh, as I said to did. you, it's nice to see what Rick James has been up to since Super Freak. <laughs> now a policewoman. <laughs> <laughs> I did think the, the, the scorned wife was Yeah, the she was funny. She yeah. was a total fruitcake. 
Lead, that leads on nicely to, to the next review, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes! <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, this week was the final of the aforementioned Great British Bake Off. There were no fruitcakes. <laughs> there, uh, there was plenty of uh, jams and windmills. Um, the viewing figures were through the roof. I think higher than one of uh, Louis' creations. It, I think some. it's basically half of everyone in the UK watching TV at that time period was watching the Great British Bake Off. And and it was it was very good as we announced uh, on the, on the website and obviously on Twitter if you were following us that Nancy won who was my pick just thought I'd let that get out there it was my pick uh, although I have to say that both Louis and Richard throughout the series could possibly have won it particularly Richard he got he got Star Baker five times I don't think many people will ever beat that anymore um, Mel and Sue were great in the final. Uh, they kept it together brilliantly and genuinely look happy and surprised every time the winner is announced. The mark of a good presenter is someone who seems like they like the show, like, you know, Davina always did with uh, Big, yeah, Brother. Big Brother. Yeah, and And Emma Willis does now as well, and, that on, and the voice as well. Uh, what I noticed was sort of the really sort of arty shots that the, the camera people were doing of the... The finalists coming to the like the festival they were having. There was some really sort of like bizarre arty shots of like Kate and Chetna and yeah. Norm. And it was obvious there was quite a few people either missing or weren't invited because there was quite a few bakers that didn't come back. So, mm. or at least two that I could work out that didn't come who, back. Who wasn't there? Well, the girl that got put out the first week. Oh I yeah, didn't I didn't see. see her. And there was another one, but I can't remember her name. <laughs> The show that we previewed a little bit last week was uh, The Detectorists. No, it's not about decorators or about detectives. It's about metal detectors. Uh, this was a show on no. BBC4. No, a, it's a not gentle... about metal detectors. It's about metal detectorists. Sorry, it? yes, metal detectors Carry and on. metal detectors. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this was... Oh, gosh, that name's gone right out of my head. Mackenzie Crook. Thank you, Mackenzie Crook. Thank you, Matt. I, I'll take off Matt's cross somewhere earlier on because that's fair enough. He helped me there. It's a, it's a gentle comedy. I quite liked it. I didn't think there were too many laugh out loud moments, but I thought as a gentle comedy, it worked quite well. The humour yeah, between the was... two leads was quite, was quite good. I thought. Do you have you two comments? Sort of character study. Yeah. I thought sort of like a quirky yeah. look at the British obsession with hobbies. I thought the only laugh out loud moment was the sort of the Google Earth. Thing. That made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that, quite that, good. That, yeah, that was quite. That's good. the Google Mo Yeah, I did enjoy this. I have a couple of things to say about it. One, it's great to have a, a nice, gentle comedy to watch. Two, um, Mackenzie Crook's really good in everything he seems to appear in. I didn't quite believe that the character he was playing could pull somebody with the caliber of Rachel Stern. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. apparently yeah. they're, they're mates in real issue. life, and he just asked her to um, be in it. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be Bubs. That's my issue rather than the programmes. Um, and I just, I, just I, I don't know where it's where it can go, but I'll stick with it. And I'm, I don't think it'll come back. I mean, it could, but I don't think it will come back. Or pre previous BBC Four hits in this slot of this ilk include Jessica Hines's Up the Women and the Getting On comedy that Matt well, uh, Up the Women has been moved about. to BBC Two, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, this one's an E4 comedy, or is it a Channel Four comedy? Channel 4. I think it's E4, isn't it? <laughs> Channel, Channel 4, 4, the appallingly named Scrotal Recall. Uh, Matt, I think you're the only one of us to actually yeah, embarrass I, yourself I and watch I gave this just a shot because I wanted something to watch that was quite quick. 
and I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought, it, you know, that yeah. I think what lets it down is the title. I, I laughed out loud at least three times, which I was surprised by. And it's a genuinely sort of sweet-natured program. It's about a, a lad who finds out he's got an STD and has to contact all of his f- previous partners. Um, so, and most of it is done in flashback. So you see him like hooking up with the, some of these girls. Um, and but the the main thing is that you can tell like his best friend, who's played by Antonia Clark from uh, Misfits, uh, is in love with him. And then in the present, you see that she's getting engaged, and he's not happy about it. So it's sort of Luke would hate it because most of it happens in the past. <laughs> but it was it was well paced. I mean, the old sort of wedding reception is a sort of comic trope that has been sort of done so many times before but I thought they did it well enough and it it felt sort of you know current it didn't feel that cliched and I I, I think I'll definitely give it another shot Uh, I'll move on shall I move on to Peaky Blinders because I've seen it Um, this is the second series of the uh, Birmingham gangster uh, drama uh, starring Killian Murphy and uh, Helen McCrory, who is absolutely brilliant as the sort of ballsy matriarch Aunt Paul. Basically, Peaky Blinders looks like an American show, I think. It's so well shot, it's so well choreographed, all of the fight scenes look fantastic. The problem I had with the first series was it's sort of hard to care about the character sometimes it's sort of almost mm. style over substance but it seems to me that there's a lot more going on in this second series there's stuff about an expansion to london there's um a, a, sto- a separate storyline involving helen mccrory's character uh, and uh, there's noah taylor's come into it who who gary will probably know from game of thrones who plays like really sort of vicious characters. I think Gary would like it more than you. I think Gary, if you watch this, Gary, I think you would like it. Yeah, I think I'll give it a go. I mean, if you say there's like three laugh out loud moments, that's that's kind of good for me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm talking about Peaky Blinders now, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were still... Are there no... There's what? There's no, there's no laugh out loud moments in Peaky Blinders? Oh, that's a shame. Luke, did you watch The Kitchen? I think you were the only one that did. I, well, I have. As much, not I, I've as watched much some you... of it now. I, I, right. I okay. begrudgingly watched some of it because you asked me to, like, <laughs> last week. How far How far did you get? I sort of watched 20 minutes and then sort of skipped through bits of it. So okay. I watched all of it, so, but I just... I Yeah, you talk first. The, the Kitchen is, uh, again, I mentioned it last week, made by uh, the studio that made Gogglebox, that's Studio Lambert, and it puts cameras not fixed big like we said last week, Actually, I had the feeling there was camera crews there. Um, and they they just show the families in question making meals, then sitting down, and it captures the conversations they have around the table. The difference I, the difference between this and Gogglebox, for me, is that it doesn't feel as genuine or as unrehearsed mm. or as real I as I would like it to be. There were bits that really made me laugh, but there were also bits that I thought... They've said that on purpose, or they wouldn't have said There was that too many posh people there. for my liking. Uh, well, that's you're from the north. Yeah, I know. But, you know, they had that, that one with the daughter who wouldn't eat the the fish, and it's oh, like, it was gosh. all a bit, it all went a bit outnumbered there for me for a minute. And then there was, like, the posh toffee family who, like, the, the dad yeah. 
lights finding onions mm. on the road and you know yeah we don't, I, I do, we don't I do use road kill very often but if we do we don't <laughs> tell people yeah. about it i i think and the goggle box and this are an hour but this is a bbc two hour mm. and for me it was it felt a much it didn't longer need to be an program. hour and they had like a yeah, leon and doom style couple didn't they like yeah, that old couple yeah. do you think this is them yeah. trying to capitalize on the success of goggle box Oh, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think they'd they'd agree with you if you asked them. Meg. There's no mm. way they could could make it paint it a different way because that's what not it all is. of it happened in the kitchen as well. There were no. scenes in other rooms of the house. You were dotty about animals, especially dogs. I mean, majority of people don't mind, but there is some that don't like you playing with the dogs. Oh, stop! <laughs> when we were on our last holiday, I turned round and you're to the side of. Town Square, sit on a farm, playing oh, with a big retriever. Yeah, that was that. It was a, it, a nice dog, in that. Every time we go out and there's a dog, you have play with it, and I. Oh, I know. I get a bit embarrassed sometimes. It's only a dog. I'm not trying to tap it up. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Moving on to Monday night ITV drama Grantchester. Did any of watch what's this? About a priest. Matt and I watch this. I will put my two penneth in. It's another uh. ITV drama this autumn. I'll put it into Grantchester. It's another ITV drama this autumn that I just don't care about. Mm. Uh, it's very. It's. I mean, it's to say I don't care about it, it's a little unfair because it's completely inoffensive, but it just does nothing for me. It's warm and it's cozy I mean... and it's. The characters are predictable and nice, but it just does nothing for me I've as a viewer. I've watched today, I've watched uh, Tomorrow Night's Lewis, which returns for like series oh. 25. Both have the sort of similar formula, you know, murder mystery. Yeah. I mean, at least Grandchester had, you know, the priest, but we've seen this before. The one thing I liked, I thought the performances were good. I thought um, mm. Robson Green Robson. and James Norton were a sort of good double act. I yeah, did not rec- off each other well. I didn't recognise Little Mo at all as Robson Green's wife until no. I sort of re- no. read the press notes. Um, but I, I thought it was just the too cosy. The last time I mean, she was holding an iron. So. They've well, already yeah, um, commissioned this for America on Masterpiece Theatre on PBS. Uh, it just seems like cosy drama, too safe. I, I'm guessing, do we know how, what were the ratings on the first episode? Were they uh, quite good? Five po- 5.3 million. Exactly, and I'm sure it'll stay like this. Yeah. It, and they wonder why they don't get the, you know, the 18 to 34. Yeah. I mean, how can how can this get viewers like that and yet Utopia's just thrown away? It seems so... Yeah, I, I must that. admit, sometimes the new the new drama pickups confuse you when you say, you're right, you've got an audience with Utopia, you could do a third series, promote it a bit better, why try and get, yeah. why always try, and, I mean, it's the same thing in America, why do they always bring out new dramas every year, rather than investing the ones that already have an audience, it's, it's just what TV yeah, commissioners yeah. do. And I think um, ITV particularly, I mean, the next drama, uh, basically the next drama before I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here starts in the end of November, is is another sort of, is another old, old worldy thing about uh, about the Great Fire in London, which I've previewed and again does nothing for me at all. So if Scott and Bailey weren't on, ITV would be getting very little 
airing in, in our house. We don't get to say this very often, but we, we would like you to give uh, a fair shot to a brand new Australian drama uh, that is coming on BBC4 at 9 o'clock on Saturday. It's called The Code. What you it's, know about it's a it. drama created by the Australian network ABC1, which is, you know, the equivalent of like BBC1. BBC1, And it's, yeah. it's set in both outback and metropolitan areas of Australia, so it's kind of both the kind of you know, the kind of traditional what you think Australia looks like and the more kind of very relative to England's or America. And apparently it follows four major plot lines, which I won't ruin or go into, but then it's kind of like how those interweave with detectives and, and various people. Um, it also deals a lot with Aborigines, you know, so there is a, an awful lot of, uh, of, you know, sort of rural um, Australia. Um, and it's got, it deals with both with New South Wales and Canberra, so both parts of the country. So, I'm well, very much looking forward think, to it. Yeah. Right, so that's 9 o'clock on Saturday. 9 o'clock on Sunday sees the return of uh, Claire Danes and Mandy Patankin in the fourth rebooted series of Homeland. Uh, if you want to hear my, read my thoughts, you can. I put a little thing on the website, thecustardtv.com, about whether I think uh, the series can survive without Xavier, Damon Lewis. I quite liked it, is all I'll say. I mean, Gary hasn't seen series three but because it's rebooted, does that mean you just record it and watch it when you've seen Series 3? Or are you going to go in and watch this fresh? I, I may... I mean, I think Series 2 is definitely on Netflix, so I would hope Series 3 comes up soon. Um, I'll probably give the first episode of this a go mm. and just see how not having seen a series works with me. Uh, yeah, well, I'll get, definitely give it a go um, because I, I did watch the end of Series 3, so I'll definitely give this yeah. first one a go. The Walking Dead returns on Fox, that's Monday the 13th, that's the popular zombie drama from the US which stars um, Andrew Lincoln, one of our favourites. Um, the US version of BBC Three's hit, um, I don't know what you'd call it, Werewolf, Vampire, Flutcher, Being yeah. Human, USA, uh, is back. Gotham, which is uh, on Fox at the minute in the US, it's the Batman prequel, it's coming to Channel 5 on, on Monday the 13th. Uh, so that is it. Reviews done, previews done, and TV news done. You can follow me on Twitter at LukeCustardTV. Uh, you can follow me at the Garrow. And I'm Matt, Matt's TV Bites. And we will be back. If there's any, if ever anything you want to know about the site, or us. if you'd like to write for us, or us, or or anything you'd well, like not, to I'm suggest. Not, I'm not going to tell anybody anything about me, so don't even go Do there. Do you want to no, know what no, love no. is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I'll be there to show you whatever the next line is. Yeah. Don't don't ruin it. You're about to, you're about to sing. Oh, right. uh, but if there's anything you want to know about us or you want us to discuss a particular thing, just drop one of us a note on either the Facebook page or our individual Twitters, and we will yeah. endeavour to uh, meet your needs on the next podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you're feeling extremely generous, give us that five star review that we're craving so desperately. Um, Gary will always end the podcast with a serenade. I don't know about always. I'm not committing to the word always. That's that's very final. No, that's... What, what about last night where I rang you and you just said to me for an hour? Well, that was different. You paid the money via PayPal, so that's what you get. Um, that's, that's the service that I provide. Uh, well, in honour of the fact that, as we mentioned earlier, that I won the little bet, side bet uh, that we had. Two people no on this podcast... Well, there was a <laughs> there was a, a gentleman's handshake. Only one of us was a gentleman enough to agree to it. Uh, certain two other people backed out, but there Someone you go. Someone shook his own uh, hand. Well, <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. <laughs>
Some of us only have that. Oh, anyway, uh, so I thought I'd do a little bit of a tribute to, to, to me, basically, uh, and, and via the, the melodic words of uh, Nick Berry. Every loser wins once the dream begins. I can't remember the tune. In time you'll see fate holds the key and every loser knows. Join in. The light the tunnel shows will shine on you. And all... I can't... No, I've lost the tune. Sorry. I've lost it. Once the dream begins, in time you'll see, fate holds the key, and every loser knows, the light the tunnel shows, will shine on you, and all those who knew, that we can make it. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.